Hey Life Canton, Roger here, student director. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a brand new listener, welcome. We are so excited that you're listening to us. Be sure to follow us. Either way, just so you guys know, God is up to so much in this community, in this church. And if you want to participate, we would encourage you to do that. One of the ways you can participate is through giving. So be sure to head over to our Now page so you can check out how to give online and participate in what God is doing in this community and this church. So today uh, we have another special podcast for you. We've been sitting down, and this is the second time, but sitting down and interviewing our staff so that you guys as a church and as a community can get to know them a little bit better because they don't always have time to say hi to everybody on a Sunday. And today we have the pleasure and the joy of sitting down with John Grandy, um, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I won't even tell him what you do. You tell him what you do. Fine then, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm glad to be here with you. I'm the discipleship pastor, and it's my joy to be able to lead people into growth steps in their walk with God through life journey to stay unstuck and keep growing and in, in maturity and following Jesus. And also uh, get to work with you, Roger, mm-hmm. as we lead student ministry together, as you lead it, and I get to support you, yeah. come alongside of you and cheer you on, and also uh, lead our men's team as well um, to help men be strong in their walk with God. So yeah. that's what I get to do around here. Awesome. Uh, how long have you been at Life Church? Since February 2019. So it's been just over two years. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a series of questions. Uh, <laughs> I or three years. Can I is do it math? three years? I don't know. Can you math? It's not part. Can of your I job. math? It's not part of your job description, so you don't necessarily have to be good at it. Uh, so I actually put you three at, years. Yeah, <laughs> I can do math. I put you at a disadvantage on accident. Okay. Uh, so Jared, I gave him one of the questions ahead of time. I forgot to do that for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so these are just it's all all, all fresh questions. Um, we'll start with the easy ones. Uh, so where did you grow up? See, this is this is an important question mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people think that I'm from Ohio because Pastor Nathan and I work together in Ohio, mm-hmm. but I am not from Ohio. That is false. I'm actually from Downriver, Detroit, from Wyandotte, Michigan. Nice. Born and raised, and I did move to Ohio for a decade to do ministry there. That's where Nathan and I met, and then. So what? What age did you move? Yeah, I was. It was after um, college. Okay. So my wife and I met at Spring Arbor University in mm-hmm. Jackson, not too awesome. far from here. We graduated in two thousand nine and moved down. Mm. It was a big summer. I moved down soon after graduation to start work at a church there, and then we got married in August, and then she moved down. So. Okay. It was it was a long summer, but yeah. it was it was fun. So awesome! Don't get too much yeah. into working with Pastor Nathan yet because I have another question. Okay, that relates to you that. Got it. But also, if you, we were having a conversation. We had a, a lunch today with the other staff, and I had mentioned that Michiganders are born with a gene that makes us forget how bad winter is every year. Yeah, and we act real surprised when it shows up. Uh, do you feel like you still have that gene? <laughs> Like the deep side, like it says to you philosophical. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking about like how I felt about that in Ohio, but the a lot of the weather was similar there. Yeah. Um, or do you think that's a myth? I've never thought about that before. Well, I, I, I was just like, explaining that every like every winter, all the Michiganders are like, "Oh, this sucks. This is the worst. We never, you know, we never have a winter this bad." As if like 
and we just forget every year yeah. that like winter is coming and, and it sucks. No, I don't think I had and that. We get very whiny about it. <laughs> See, I lived in Texas for a year too, so I okay experienced. Well, it's not. It's certainly not worse. Although Texas is just brown, which yeah. I think is worse. I'd rather have snow than just yeah. everything dead. Heard there's a lot of concrete. <laughs> yeah, concrete and brown. Texas. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So not a lot of people might have known that. Uh, do you have brother? What's your family look like? Brothers and sisters? I'm one wives, of one children. of six kids, okay. and I'm the only boy. That's five sisters. Wait, Jared. I think Jared said, "Oh, y'all don't comment on this." Uh, I think Jared said he is also has all sisters, and he's the only boy. Yeah, but like, not as many. Not as I many. I got him beat on that. Because he said, I think he has, you know, I'm going to stop talking because it's going to sound That's like I Jared. didn't listen you to my own. You can go listen to Jared. Well, yeah, go listen to Jared's <laughs> podcast. I did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, what? Uh, how was that? Yeah, so four older, one younger, okay. and towards the bottom. Oh, well, so you're not the baby. I assume no. you were the youngest. I no, don't know why. I have <laughs> one younger sister. And, yeah, we had our share of... You know, sibling rivalry growing up. I remember mm-hmm. um, one time they locked me out of the house. <laughs> so I got the garden hose and sprayed it through the front door because they were, like, mocking me Yeah, yeah. with the door open. So I sprayed the hose in the front door, and that was fun. How did that end for you? <laughs> Not the, great. When the parents got home. <laughs> Although they called me the golden boy, so um, mm. I was apparently the favorite child, whatever that means. So there, there might be a little... Okay. sibling jealousy there too That's so just... i don't know how big of trouble i got in if yeah. i was the golden boy I don't know. i'm on the opposite see i i never believed i was the the favorite child in my household so i'm on okay. the other side of that perspective it's, so how do you feel great. about golden children roger <sighs> is, we're this, tur- is this we're the, turning the is time. this the medium I'm... for me to discuss <laughs> we'll no talk about it was fine later. i think i think uh maybe not the favorite child but i think i was the oldest so so there's a, a different set of pressures and expectations for older children. Yeah. So so let's put a pin in that, and I'm going to interview you. Wait, no, hold on. That's not how to, this... Why not? That's how this works? Who's no, going to interview fine. you it's fine. when we get to this? your staff? I haven't decided... This is not a thing to talk about the podcast. <laughs> I have not decided that yet. All right, uh, hold on, hold on. You guys get to vote. Who do you want uh-huh. to interview Roger when it's his turn? Okay. Do you want me or someone else? I'll have to do a poll for that. And I won't be offended. So you can choose. Okay. Who would you like to interview Roger? Just from the rest of the staff? That's good, John. I'll, yeah. I'll put that. I'll post that when I post it and see what people think. It's fun. <laughs> um, what about your family now? Yeah. So it's actually really cool because we're all really close. And yeah. uh, in fact, this past Sunday, we celebrated six birthdays at my house okay. from December and January. And there were over 30 people in my house in from your, my family. In your house? <laughs> yes, it was tight. Okay, but I wasn't was, going to say it. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I had questions. <laughs> it, it, was, it was, we were close quarters. Yeah. But we all love each other. Um, we actually have a really good relationship. We, um, it, it's actually a gift, you know, that we are so close. And we do these things called a G6 Summit. Mm-hmm. G for Grandy and then six because there's six of us. <laughs> so professional. I know. And we, we should make a logo because we're yeah. artsy too. But uh, we we try to get away once a year and just spend a whole day yeah. together and just talk and hang out and like catch up without our kids. And it's it really is a sacred time yeah. you know, that we get to spend. It's been harder through COVID to have yeah, that time yeah, yeah. together. 
but it's really something that we are passionate about. I think we've done it twice now. Yeah. And it's been really fun to do. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so what about now? Uh, wife, children? Yes, Liz is my wife. We've been married for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier we met in college. Yep. So, um, you know, we got to know each other and got married um, pretty quick. Like we dated for a year and then we were engaged for um, eight months. So we didn't nice. waste any time because we... Knew we were right yeah. for each other. We have three kids. Noah is 10. Lila is five. And then Stella is three. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, Noah and Stella have the same birthday. That's seven awesome. years apart. So, That's um, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Birthday buddies. Does that become an issue ever? <laughs> or a source of they, tension? Yeah, they like it right now. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to ride this out as long as we can. <laughs> Before it becomes a the, problem. The hard thing is Lila because she's left out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom is so sweet. She bought her an unbirthday mm, present, you yeah. know, and, and so my family's really cool about making sure she feels included. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, favorite scripture. Yeah, actually I did have were, a heads up on this You were one. so quick. Did you? Did Jared, Jared talk to you about it? Well, I heard, I listened to Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do listen to the He podcast was not prepared for this sometimes. question, but you're on it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think... Um, Psalm 27, four, it it says, um, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Mm -hmm. Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Um, that's a a long verse. I know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's some temple language in there, but I think what I love and I have loved this since I was a teenager because I've been following Christ since I was 12. And Mm -hmm. so part of my passion is to give the best years of my life to God. And that led me into student ministry, just mm-hmm. like you and really wanting students to experience what I did and yeah. knowing Jesus at a young age. So I think that scripture just captures like my heart's cry, right? That I want to spend all the days of my life in God's presence, seeking yeah. him, like honoring him because there's no better life than to live mm-hmm. uh, walking with God, like truly. And yeah. Um, you know, people will say sometimes, well, I don't have a testimony if I didn't go and, you know, get into drugs or be rebellious and then come back. But my testimony was always that, sure, I I had issues that I had to work through in sin like anybody, but I followed God through those years and I never regret it for a second. Well, let's just segue into that because the next question you started to answer, but like, uh, how long have you been a Christian and, and when did you start following Christ and, and maybe even a little bit of what your story looks like? Look yeah. Like. So I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. My parents were very active in their church. I actually grew up Catholic. So yep. we were a strong Catholic family and um, very committed. It wasn't just a religion for us. It mm-hmm. was truly a relationship and a faith that we were passionate about. My parents modeled that really well. Yeah. So I had that background, but I was 12 when I decided to own my faith for myself. And, um, you know, there's a youth group that was really uh, formational for myself and my siblings. Yeah. And that was really, God really used uh, youth pastors, a number of youth pastors Yeah. to really invest in me. And, you know, I think back, like I'm a discipleship pastor now and 
many people's stories is that they were never discipled. Yeah. That's not my story. Mm-hmm. I was discipled by a number of different youth pastors. Yeah. And I didn't know I was. It was one of those things. Like you just, yeah. you have someone who cares about you and pours into you and is intentional with you. And that made all the difference. I think that's why I was able to follow God at a young age was because I had all these voices in my life, yeah. people who cared about me, who were like walking with me in the journey. And I think about what you guys do and what your youth leaders do and what we do through discipleship. Yeah. And like my life is different because of discipleship. Yeah. And that's, that's the effect that we get to have on people when we invest in them. Um, so I'm going off script a little bit, but that's, I mean, that's kind of my journey, right? Is I think I'm a discipleship pastor because I was discipled Mm. and that left a mark on my life that I'll never forget. And so that's really what led me into student ministry and into ministry in general, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of ministry, um, there are two kind of two part questions. What was your first job like period? Mm-hmm. Your first job, and then what was your first ministry or pastoral job? And then I, I, I would actually also be interested in hearing uh, a little bit about your work with Nathan, because I don't know if everyone is aware that you guys have a, yeah. a work history. So. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> My first first job? Your first actual job, yeah. Picking up dog poop. <laughs> like, you got paid for that? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I expected. <laughs> My oldest sister paid me. Uh, so that was kind of an unofficial job, but yeah, I no, that, that, that doesn't count. All right. So my first real job, <laughs> I worked at pizza King Okay, and it was actually really fun. I've never even heard of pizza King. Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a couple restaurants down river. They have the best pizza rolls. They're okay. really good. So it's just a small chain. Uh, but I would work there, especially on Saturdays and yeah. Just get super greasy and gross, but <laughs> gross. it was it was fun as a teenager. You yeah. know, like we'd get slammed, and you'd have all these orders, and yeah. have to keep up with it. And I think that was good for me because I I'm a recovering perfectionist, you know, and I had to learn how to like not not make a pizza perfectly, but just get it done. So it was really it was really stretching for me as a teenager. And uh, fun fact that I'm not proud of. <clears throat> We used to play hacky sack back in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it was it was gross. Like like, don't call the food department on us. Is oh, that gosh. what you call it? What do you call it? Uh, it's not FDA. It's um, no, isn't it FDA? Food and Drug Administration. No, that's not it. <laughs> so don't call somebody on us. It's in the past. Health department. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. The health department. <laughs> We got there. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first job in yeah. the marketplace. First ministry job was, uh, so I, I mentioned I lived in Texas for a year. I yep. went I went there right after high school for a Christian internship Okay. that developed me as a leader. There's a lot. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that year. Yeah. Just really transformational and really solidified my calling, you know, while I was there, really confirmed working with student ministry, mm-hmm. um, with students and leaders. So I came home from that and returned to my Catholic church that I grew up in. And they had this meeting of people that were interested in helping with the youth group. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to help. And by the end of the meeting, I was the youth leader <laughs> Wow! <laughs> as a 19 year old. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was, I didn't get paid at first, but I was really passionate about it. And yeah. 
first of all, I was surprised they let a 19 year old lead it, you know, yeah. so it took me a while to get used to that. But then like, I really enjoyed it, loved it, grew the youth group and they started paying me mm-hmm. really minimally, but I got paid and then they helped me go to seminary and begin to take some yeah. ministry classes and stuff. So that was my first ministry job as a youth leader. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing that. Awesome. What about, uh, how do, what's your history with Nathan? Yeah. So after college, I moved to Ohio, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier in 2009 and worked at a church called living water. Mm-hmm. And they really helped me get my feet wet in ministry, you know, full time. Yeah. Um, I was 24 at that time. So I was young, but I had a couple of years under my belt. Yeah. And was that still youth ministry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was full-time director of student ministry there and, uh, you know, learned a lot, worked in a couple different positions. I, after I was youth pastor, I was campus pastor mm-hmm. and then discipleship pastor. So where Nathan comes in is we became a multi-site church where we planted another campus of this church in a mm-hmm. nearby town. Uh, called Maslin, Ohio, and we hired Nathan to be the campus pastor in Maslin. Mm. So he came on staff. I mean, I think it was a full year before we launched the campus. Yeah. And so we got to get to know each other and work together during that year. And then I was helpful in, you know, building the campus and preparing Mm. it and stuff. And so it was a really fun partnership. So he was campus pastor at that campus. And then I became the campus pastor at our uh, founding campus. Yeah. So we were, you know, had dual roles together Yeah. and, uh, and that was a lot of fun. So we got to know each other. Isn't that. There, there's a part two to that story though, isn't there? Cause uh, how did you guys end up working on the life journey together? Yeah. So because we were, you know, part of the same church, there were times where we would, cross paths and work on things together. Mm-hmm. So that was a project that he brought mm-hmm. from his previous church. We were thinking about how to be more intentional with discipleship and with training people to grow in their walk with God. And he was like, Hey, we built this thing called it but back then. We called it the new life journey. So okay. it's similar, but <laughs> you know, new life journey. And so, uh, he brought it to the staff and we worked with the pastors there to kind of, redevelop mm-hmm. it and refilm it and then launched it at both campuses and people, you know, went through it Yeah, and there was a lot of cool fruit and transformation that happened through that. And then, um, when he moved up here, <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a second, that's like 30 minutes away from where I grew up. Yeah. And it was right in the middle of Liz's family's from Dexter. So yeah. Cam's right in the middle of both. Like, that'd be perfect. So I just said, hey, if you ever need a discipleship pastor, mm-hmm. I'd love to come back to Michigan. Like, yeah. It had been a decade and we were ready to come back home. Yeah. So sure enough, uh, you know, things moved in that direction. And he yeah. called me back and he's like, hey, uh, are you serious about <laughs> moving back up here? Yeah. Because yeah. I got a spot for you. And, uh, oh, man, this I, I need to say this part because this just feels like God's providence for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be hired after... Jared and Daniel. Mm-hmm. And because we felt the urgency of discipleship, they hired me first. Yeah. And it's really God's providence that they did because I had and needed a whole year to develop the life journey again, to yeah. rewrite all the curriculum, film all the videos, work with a team of 50 people to do that. 
And <clears throat> that was, remember, I was hired in February of 2019, yeah. had the year. We launched it on February 6th, 2020. Yeah. And the pandemic hit the next month. Yeah. So I feel really, like I, I had missed yes. that in the timeline of me showing up. It was that close. Well, it had been that fresh. <laughs> so we didn't even get through one round of life journey before yeah. we had to go online. Yeah. So COVID-19 is part of the DNA of <laughs> life journey, yeah. like it or not. That's, that's such a weird thing to think about. But I feel like if we didn't do that, then I'm not sure life journey would be launched right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, how do you launch something like that yeah. in the pandemic? Yeah. Maybe we could have done it, but, it, you know, I'm so grateful for that timing. So yeah, for sure. That's and that and that was fascinating for me to find out because I had kind of assumed when I came on that, like, this life journey thing was just a thing that this church had developed. But to hear that it's been a project of Nathan and yours for, you know, a decade is, yeah. that was really cool to hear. Yeah, this is the third church that it's been at, and we've been able to share it with a number of other churches in the Life yeah. Journey Network, too. So Yeah, and it's been really cool. Yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? No segue. We're just going to shift just topics. Just jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think one of the common hobbies that my wife and I have is fixing up the houses that we own, like mm -hmm. just doing projects around the house and making it feel like home yeah. for us. So we really enjoy doing that together. Yeah. You, you did know, a cool one this summer. A hobby. Yeah. We put in a new uh, concrete patio Yep. and uh, really enjoy hosting people and, and, um, having parties and barbecues and things like that. So that's a lot of fun. Other hobbies, I really like sports. So to be able to play, you know, a pickup game of football or mm -hmm. really any kind of sport is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. I like, you know, working out to stay in shape. I actually was a swimmer in high school, so I like doing swimming as yeah, part yeah. of the workout when I can. Um, so those are some big things. My kids like nintendo switch so i like playing that yep. you know you're a gamer and it might yep. not be a true gaming system but i enjoy no, it No, there's that what why you gotta do that i have a switch <laughs> i play games regularly I've, on I've the heard, switch i've heard people critique nintendo that no no, more no, no, of a no. Kid. like if you're if you're into like jrpgs yeah like a switch is a good thing to have that's a different conversation uh so <laughs> awesome well i have two two more goofy questions okay. and then two more serious questions uh, and I, these are the two that I, I tailored for you. Okay. So first one, have you completed anything on your bucket list? Huh? <laughs> I need to be a little bit more excited about that one. <laughs> Just well, I'm trying to remember what, what my bucket list is. <laughs> Any uh, or or anything that you would? Yeah, just you. I mean, you, you understand the heart behind the question, like any of those kind of. Big things that you've done that you knew would be something you'd want to experience before you kick the bucket. Right. <laughs> I mean, some of them I haven't done yet, and I dream about those. Like, I'd love to go to Hawaii. Um, yeah. And just go on a vacation there. Uh, I'd love to go to... Jasmine and I are talking about that right now. Are you? Yeah. I'm coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you about Go it. to your, your up I mean, in... hey, if you want to split some costs, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might be able to convince Liz. Yeah, there you um, go. But I love, like, my favorite food is Italian, so I'd love yeah. to go to Italy and, you know, have the firsthand experience. But we're talking about what I haven't done. What I have done... Um... <clears throat> I mean, one of them, I don't know if I would have said this was on my bucket list, but it definitely was. 
I would put it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we had the glorious victory over Ohio State Buckeyes, yep, 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 yep. Um, I was able to buy tickets actually from Pastor Nathan's parents oh, no. who had bought uh, tickets for the Big Ten Championship game because they were certain that Ohio State would go. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they didn't. So of course. They were gracious enough to... Uh, <laughs> Awesome. To sell those to us, yeah. and uh, Noah and I got to go, and so it was just like um, once in a lifetime opportunity to yeah. go together to Indy, and that's really cool, and enjoy the weekend together. So that was a memory that we'll never forget. Yeah, and so I would say that's definitely something I didn't know was on the list, but yeah, no, that's a good is. one. Yeah, uh, if you could have an unlimited supply of something. For the rest of your life. Yeah. What would it be? Ice cream. <laughs> okay. That was quick. I said no more thought. Specific it's, flavor? It's trivial, but I love ice cream. Specific flavor? You know, it's hard not to beat a good cookies and cream. Okay. Ice cream. It's okay. classic. Here's a hot I'm take. I'm not very picky, though. I like yeah. all kinds of ice cream. And I'm not picky on the on the brand, either. Okay. Here's a hot take. <clears throat> I think frozen custard is better than ice cream. I might have to agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Especially, what about... Have you had... Um, <clears throat> fun fact. The best frozen custard around is at Greenfield Village. I love that you Henry, made that a fact. Like, inarguable. <laughs> this is just the truth. Yeah. I haven't been to the Henry Ford Museum since I was like seven, man. I remember Time that. Time to go back. Maybe we'll see. I remember just being a bunch of old cars, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Sorry. So we're talking about the outside. Okay, the, it's not the museum; it's the village, and it's actually pretty cool because you can watch them like blow glass, yeah, live and uh, faintly. Re- I maybe I do have to go back. I, that was a long time ago, and I faintly remember it. Where There's, what about custards? Really? What good. about frozen yogurt? I feel like it's too expensive. You have to pay yeah. like ten bucks to put the. It's also stuff not as it's it. it's not like a smooth. It's like custard and ice cream. It's true. It's like and it melts really fast. Yes. So, custard ice cream. How do you, how do you feel about those frozen yogurt places though? Where like you can go and put all the toppings on? Yeah, them? it's too expensive. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm a cheapskate, but that's way too expensive for. Well, you also got three kids, so you right. go you take three kids and then. That's Although a, that's a big bill. I mean, Cold Stone's a different story. Yeah, Cold Stone's it's, good. It's I remember the first time. The first time I ever had Cold Stone was in Florida when I was like twelve. We went over to visit family. I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." Yeah, and I went back and I was super bummed we didn't have any, and now they're everywhere. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have two more questions. These are a little bit more serious ones. So if you need a minute to think, that's okay. These are the ones that I probably should have told you ahead of time, and I did not. <laughs> uh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? <clears throat> Stay loose in the saddle. No, I'm just kidding. That was, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was Jared's. That would be perfect. Um, and then, you, and then you can explain to people what that means right. for those who don't ride horses. I should have like stayed quiet a little bit longer just to let it ride out. Um, I, I actually... I don't know if this is my favorite one, but I feel like it's one I have to remind myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I actually said it in staff earlier, but don't take yourself too seriously. Mm. Um, I, as I said, I can be a perfectionist and I can get really um, focused on, 
you know, being intentional and being on the right track, like, and, you know, moving forward. Uh, And some of that is good motivation, but I have to remind myself to have fun and to relax and enjoy life. Yeah. I think about this has come up a lot lately. It's like a theme that God is teaching me. But in uh, Eugene Peterson talks about these unforced rhythms of grace mm-hmm. that uh, he interprets, you know, the scripture that says, um, take my yoke upon you when Jesus is saying that, like, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. He describes that as learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And mm-hmm. so it's the invitation from Jesus to um, to walk with him. And that's a good reminder for me when <clears throat> I'm taking myself too seriously yeah. is to, and even with my kids, you know, I can be so, I want to be an intentional dad. Like I want to be their hero. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm really passionate about that. But if I'm not careful, I can, I can be controlling or I can try, I can like kill a moment mm-hmm. instead of allowing myself to just have fun with them. Yeah. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And actually, there's a really, really cool moment last week because uh, we went to walk on a trail with Noah and Lila. Stella was taking a nap. And um, Noah wanted to go off to the right in this trail mm-hmm. we've never gone on. And I'm yeah. like, unforced rhythms of grace, go for it, you know. Yeah. And we actually walked down into this lower area, this little valley, and it was just a sheet of ice. Yeah. And it was like three inches uh, thick. So yeah. it was safe enough to walk on. And it was just like, it was magical. It was yeah. like, we found this ice forest Yeah, that's and we cool. had so much fun exploring that together. And I just felt like it was a gift, Yeah, you know, from God to say, I want you to enjoy this time with your kids. Yeah. Um, and we were down there for like an hour. We had a blast. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's what I learned when I don't yeah. take myself too seriously. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, so I asked Jared a follow-up question to this one. I'm going to change it for you because I asked him, uh, what is the best piece of married advice? But not everyone who listens to our podcast is married. So we yes. don't only want to give married advice. So I'm going to ask you, what was your best piece of advice you got about singleness before you were married? Mm, that's good. I know. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I know. I <laughs> well, and let me just... <clears throat> Let me just take the moment to say how valuable singleness is Mm -hmm. and how uh, crucial that is to the church and to uh, your walk with God. And you are complete right now. If you're single, Mm -hmm. you're not waiting to be completed when you get married. And that's such an important topic and and point that we want to make sure, you know, if you're single, that you belong and you, you value your, you have value to God right now. So for me, I think it was actually <clears throat> um, my dad when he told me uh, one summer I worked in a cemetery and, uh, you know, people were just dying to get in there. It was <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, was, it was the best job. No, it was terrible. Oh, I, I did grounds work on a cemetery and, um, you know, I, I, I knew the boss because he was friends with my dad and he's a friend of mine, too. So we enjoyed working together, but the work was just, was hard and it was yeah. not fun and, and, uh, you know, sweating it's in the summer. And my dad told me, he said, this job feels pointless to you right now, but there's going to be a time in your life when 
you will look back and know why you had that job. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because it just really gave me perspective in that mm-hmm. moment. And, um, you know, so much so that I said at the end of that summer, I'm never going to go back there and work. And sure enough, mm-hmm. I went back there a second summer and worked again. But mm-hmm. I felt like I had that perspective. Like, this is this is a job that I have right now. Yeah. It's not, it's not my dream job. But it makes money, and I'm learning. And yep. if I have that perspective, then I can learn from this. And I yeah. think that's so important in in your single years because you know you want that dream job, you want to pursue your career. Mm. And this season is not about that. This season is about developing your character and growing and having life experience and preparing for the future. And yeah. I think it's so important to lean into that and surrender to that because yeah. there's so much to learn. Yeah. And even I think when you're, if you're an older person who's in a season of singleness too, I think that's also important. Yeah. I think we tend to, even when we're older, if I think if you're not married or not in a relationship, then your life generally tends to become really focused on what you do right. for a living. Um, which, you know, with the way the workforce is right now and just our, our, our country, I think very few people are, are doing their dream jobs yeah. all the time. Um, so I think that's really important. That's really good. All right. I know we got to let you go soon. Um, so last, last question. Um, when it comes to uh, Life Canton uh, and what God is, is doing in the future and where he's taking this church and, and a lot of that, the church is going to start hearing about, but when it comes to the future of this church and where God is taking us, what are you excited about? I'm excited to truly be the body of Christ Mm -hmm. that leads together. Yeah. Uh, One of the detriments of church history is you have domineering leaders who, who take over and micromanage. And we have this expectation that pastors are the ones who do discipleship. Mm. But that is not what Scripture tells us. Yeah, you know, Ephesians four instructs us as pastors and church leaders to equip the people to do the ministry. Yeah, and that's really what that's what we're doing. That's our passion. That's yeah. That's the ten year vision. And I think what's great about it, it's not like we're trying to get the people to do our job because it's not our job. Yeah. According to Scripture, our job is to equip people. It's that it's so much more fun when we can do it together yeah. and we trust, we trust what the Holy Spirit is doing in every person. And we want to equip them to live that out yeah. and to grow their gifts and step into confidence and pour their experience into other people through discipleship. And we cannot wait to see the ideas that God is yeah. going to birth in people for, for ministry and for, sure. for um, initiatives that God puts on the heart of our people, not just to impact life church, but the community beyond. Yeah. And that's really exciting. So there's some of those things that are being stirred up right now and some ideas that are, uh, people are dreaming up and we're coming alongside of them. I'm really excited for students to be a part of that too. So, so these are all teasers of things that you guys will hear more about, but, uh, we want to empower each person to live into the kingdom and to be the church together, and that's where we're going. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I think we're all pretty excited. Um, thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, if you have anything that is going on in your life that you need prayer for, um, please remember that you belong and that this is a community. Uh, there are people around you who would like to pray for you, um, to walk with you. So if you have anything going on, let us know. Um, you can fill out a connect card, but you can also just reach out to any of the staff, pastors, or anyone in this church in person. Uh, just ask for prayer and support. Uh, please do that. Um, you're not alone. So I'm going to close our time with John by asking John what his favorite dad joke is. No. Oh my gosh. And you got to tell it. I got to tell it? Yeah. I figured you'd have one ready to go. Like, I don't know. I'm surprised you're pausing. <laughs> we need Mike Ewert. He's the king of <laughs> dad jokes. Um, why is uh, why is my brain blinking right now? I, oh, I, yes. Okay. Yes, I got it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> this is great. Did you know that Yoda has a last name? I did not, John. It's Leahy Who. All right. Enjoy that. See you next week. Bye. (laughs)